Monkeys, what's up? You're listening to the Arm Day Podcast with your old buddy Uncle Silverback. Today is Sunday, the 16th of October, 2011. You guys may hear some planes in the sky, some birds chirping, some people going by. I'm actually at a park and uh, doing a little bit of -of out-of-studio stuff. I tried to do this last week, and unfortunately, I did not have a windscreen for the uh, little portable recorder that I have. I went to Radio Shack and got one and, and basically kind of modded one up um, for just like a regular kind of like uh, big microphone that you would see like a, in a rock concert or anything like that. And I was able to cut it down a little bit and it fits pretty well and it actually works pretty good. Um, so we've got uh, some uh, feedback from Brad. We've also got some uh, feedback from Eric. Uh, and actually I guess it's more of a movie review slash recommendation from him. Uh, speaking of uh, sending in feedback, if you want to contact the show, you can do so a couple of different ways. We've got the voicemail, which is 206-745-APE1 or 206-745-2731. If you want to, you can also send in an email to thearmedape at gmail.com. Again, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. And you can also, I can just read it out for you. Or if you want to record an MP3 or a WAV file, you can uh, go ahead and send that in to me, and I will be more than happy to to uh, play it for you on the show. Uh, just be aware that, and it's in the it's in the voicemail message that basically says, you know, just say which podcast you want it played on, because I do use this uh, voicemail for my other podcast, Firearms Cafe. So let's go ahead and uh, kind of jump right in today. Take it away, Brad. Hey, Tony. This message or comments would be more for, uh, I would think, the Armed Ape podcast. Uh, it's Brad from West Michigan. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on a subject that's kind of a hot topic around here in West Michigan, actually in Michigan in general, and that's the, uh, the use of uh, medical marijuana. Um, recently, uh, very recently, in fact, uh, well, we have what we're called dispensaries available for people with uh, medical marijuana cards um, to be able to go to and purchase, legally purchase uh, marijuana for, me- for medicinal use. Um, about, uh, I suppose, two weeks ago, maybe, um, these dispensaries were outlawed, basically, and are now being closed uh, statewide. In fact, uh, I have a couple in my area that were recently visited by the uh, county sheriff and told to uh, close their doors. And basically, the way that it's working now, uh, I, well, fortunately, the gist of the law is if you have a medical marijuana card and you want to purchase your marijuana <clears throat> legally, you pretty much either have to grow it yourself or you have to go out and buy it from somebody on the street. So basically, they've closed the nice, clean, uh, safe, reliable dispensaries to opt for sending people out to buy it from your corner dealer, which is just incredibly idiotic in my opinion. Um, of course, I'm maybe, I know I've heard your discussions on this a little bit. I think I know where you lie as far as the legalization of it, but 
it's kind of an interesting subject. It's a hot topic around here now, so I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it. For me, legalize the hell out of it. I'm tired of us wasting millions of dollars on this fake drug war. Um, I was recently told, and I don't know if this is factual, I haven't checked it, but I was told that marijuana accounts for up to upwards of 80% of the drugs um, obtained through seizures from the, uh, you know, from the drug uh, war scenario, I guess you would say, or whatever you want to call it, which I find just absolutely fascinating. Um, I mean, really? We're spending millions, uh, if not billions of dollars on arresting these poor bastards who have a joint in their pocket or selling a drug that literally has less of an impact on the human body than alcohol. And it does not... Uh... Gosh, Tony, I'm sorry. I must have been rambling on, man. I actually went past the time allowed on that voicemail. Um, but anyways... It's just unbelievable to me. There's there's clearly tons of medicinal purposes for marijuana. Um, it doesn't contribute to crime. I don't know. It's just frustrating. But uh, again, I apologize for rambling on. But it's just a, it's, like I said, it's a subject around here that people are talking about, and it's been on my mind, and I'm just fed up with hearing about it. I'm fed up with hearing. Uh, you know, about these big marijuana busts and blah, blah, blah. Well, exactly who are they saving? What lives are they saving? What what value are they bringing to our society by busting somebody for having 12 marijuana plants in their house? Oh, I know. They get to keep the house and all the property. Mmm, that's freaking fantastic. Well, anyways, take it easy, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, Brad, thanks for that. You know, a lot of times with the medical marijuana debate, people tend to get sidetracked. At least this is what I've seen. They tend to get sidetracked with a legalization issue. And they equate if medical marijuana proposition gets passed that it's basically the same thing as legalization. And some of the arguments against it are Things like, well, for instance, I was having a discussion with a couple of my friends the other day. We were talking about it, and one of his arguments against it was that you can't control the dosage. So you don't really know how much of the THC, which is the chemical compound in there, that you're actually getting. And that is true. And I guess there are some strains that are more potent or more, if that's the correct term, than others. But... I, my opinion of it is, is that I am pro medical marijuana. I am also just for the record, I am pro legalization. I think, with my, uh, if you want to put a label on it, by libertarian beliefs, I believe you should be able to use whatever you want to use, as long as it doesn't hurt someone, and as long as your actions don't cause somebody else harm. Um, and you know you should be able to do what you want. Uh, so the same with medical marijuana, much the same as if you had prescription drugs, if you had Oxycontin or Percocet or uh, Vicodin or Valium, any of those things. It's your responsibility if you have children to make sure that they don't get into those things. 
uh, and to make sure that they don't take your your medication and sell it to their friends, which happens all the time. Uh, so I don't see really any big difference. The, the, the point that you had made there, Brad, about, you know... Why, why is it so demonized? And I think it's a valid point of, well, they can take your, they, if they want to, they can come in and do a raid, take your property and all this other stuff. But also when you think about it, you can't, uh, most people could grow this stuff in their backyard. And if they had, you know, the license from the state basically by way of the guy in the white lab coat that says it's okay for you to have it, then he writes on a little, gives you a little permission sh- slip, which is a prescription uh, you should be able to then go down to a dispensary and get it. Of course, we all know what's going on. The feds um, are coming down on the dispensaries. Actually, here in Arizona, the medical marijuana thing was passed. Um, and they did a thing where they basically went after the dispensaries. And then Obama's stuff, I guess, he was saying, well, you know, we said we were never going to go after the patient. And, you know, they're basically flip-flopping and doing all this stuff like they always do. Um as far as some of the stuff uh, as uh, kind of like you could lump it under the war on drugs, I think the majority of that stuff probably, and I don't know the numbers or the percentage, but there are tons of people that are in jail right now that probably should not be. There are tons of people that are taking up resources uh, that could best be used elsewhere. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't see that there is any difference between Marijuana and cigarettes, marijuana and alcohol, uh, and marijuana and even some other herbal herbal supplements and things like that. So, uh, to me, it's really a non-issue. Um, and uh, you know, kind of on another note, um, some of you, I think I may have talked about it before, but my mother had cancer and eventually it it uh, she passed away from it. Um, and one of the things that she decided on, she, she was diagnosed with it many years ago. It kind of, she took the cure, uh, which was chemotherapy and even some radiation. She went into, the cancer went into remission, seemed to kind of go away. Uh, A few years later, it came back. At that point, she said, well, I'll try a little bit of the cure, but if this is something that is so systemic throughout my body, I'm not going to spend the last three months of my life in constant pain and constant discomfort. Uh, and the reason I tell this, and so that's what that's what she did. Um, when when all the tests and the results came back, it was so uh, so much through her body. The cancer had spread so much that there really there there wasn't going to be anything. She might have got an extra month, maybe. Uh, but the the cure, so to speak, was going to be way worse than the disease. And uh, so she decided after a certain point, okay, that's it, no more. I'll go out on my own. We'll do the hospice thing, and uh, I'll, I'll go out on my own terms and, and uh, have my dignity. And I'll be able to, uh, to basically to die at home instead of in a, in a hospital room where they're just waiting for the next person to come in. And no matter how caring in this and that they are, it's still, you know, the hospital is is not the place that I would want to spend my, my last time. But I talk about that and share that with you guys 
because much much like the medical marijuana thing, I, I think it's a uh, a thing about choice. It's about having the freedom to make that choice now when we and and having the liberty to act on it. Uh, I think that's probably a good way to say it. A lot of times we we use the terms freedom and we use the terms liberty interchangeably. Uh, but they are they are to me two very different things. Uh, again, you're free. We're we're pretty much all free no matter where you are. You whether you're in a at your house or in a prison cell, you have freedom of your own thoughts and freedom of uh, to a certain extent you still have freedom to make certain choices. Uh, if you're in that prison cell, you don't have the liberty to get up and, and walk out. You don't have the ability to act on those choices. Uh, so when you know when they say things like "give me, give me liberty" or "give me death," uh, basically what they're saying is, you know, recognize my my freedom of choice and don't hamper me from acting on those choices. And I think a lot of the stuff, you know, when we look at drugs, when we look at things like, well, even you can even look at things like gun control and things like that. People want to limit your liberty. Um, And some people want to even try and take away your freedom, although they can't. That's something that in, in, in my understanding and my belief system that no matter what, people can't really take away your freedom. Um, but anyway, kind of getting back to the, to the medical marijuana thing, that's where I stand on that. I think pretty much all drugs should be legalized. Uh, we had in this kind of one time in this country, pretty much everything was legalized. And while there was, there was some abuse, uh, there's always going to be abuse. There's always going to be people that can't handle it. Um, but we are not... We are not the policemen of everybody, and we are not. We 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 shouldn't take lightly making making people's choices for them, and we do that a lot in this country. And it's, it's to be fair, throughout the world, it's done a lot too. So anyway, thanks for sending that in, Brad. I'd like to hear from some of the other guys. If some of you guys out there have some different opinions, or or think it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'd like to hear from you on your position. And again, let's keep it not so much to the, uh, let's not talk about necessarily legalization, but let's talk about the actual uh, aspects of medical marijuana. So the, the things about how the, you know, the, they, uh, the states will pass it, say, okay, this is fine, you can do it, you can get a prescription, but then the feds come in and, and shut down the, uh, the dispensaries. So like what's happening in California and some other places. Um, you know, one other thing, and then we'll, like I said, we'll jump off of this horse here. This is going to be anecdotal. I know anecdotal is is not the same, obviously, as uh, doing going through the scientific method and doing research and things like that. But a lot of people will say that marijuana is actually addictive. Um, I do not believe that it is. I believe that people can become dependent on it which is which is different than addiction um, you can become dependent on it because it gives you relief from certain ongoing uh, symptoms that you have so like pain back let's say like you had chronic pain uh, or you had um, uh, very restless couldn't sleep at night lots of anxiety things like that 
in in using something you know like medical marijuana or other substances but again we'll just kind of stick with medical marijuana they may kind of take care of that they may reduce your anxiety they may bring your appetite back and you're kind of dependent on that dose of medical marijuana to treat those symptoms um However, if you stop taking them, the symptoms come back. That doesn't mean, though, that you're addicted to it. There really are, I didn't see any withdrawal signs from anybody that I knew that was taking it. And remember, I was a juvenile probation officer. 99% of the kids that I dealt with smoked and smoked on a regular basis. And when we would lock them up and when I worked back in detention, they would experience no withdrawal. That didn't mean maybe that some of their anxiety or some depression didn't come back, but those were underlying problems that they had before. And, uh, you know, so again, from that aspect, how is that really any different from, you know, Valium or some other tranquilizer that, you know, half the uh, people in this country seem to be on? How is it any different from uh, Ridlin and all this other, you know, junk that they're getting to to mellow kids out and all this other stuff. So, uh, anyway. And I know some of the ADHD drugs are basically speed. Um, I'm well aware of all that junk. So, anyway, let me know what you guys think. Uh, be interested to hear. Maybe we can get some uh, discussion going on. All right, let's go ahead and hear from Eric. Take it away, Eric. Hey, Tony, Eric here with more movie talk for an episode of the Arm Day podcast. Uh, this episode, I'm going to be talking about Bitch Slap, a 2009 exploitation flick that if you didn't know better, you would almost think was uh, kind of a ripoff of, oh, crap, what was that movie now? Sucker Punch, uh, except that it was made two years before. Sucker Punch is... Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. It was done by Zack Snyder, a guy who did 300 and The Watchmen. And I like it. It's fun. But really, it's an inferior copy of Pan's Labyrinth, which, you know, is, well, that one's done in a foreign language, so it must be a classy movie. Uh, <laughs> that's really my synopsis on that. But those are totally different because we're talking about a good old-fashioned exploitation flick here, uh, a movie that was a B-movie because the producers had – no money to do this with. It was all self-financed, and uh, it was something that they wanted to own and not be beholden to the studios, which I thought was kind of admirable. Um, <laughs> I got distracted there because I actually wanted to uh, chime in real quickly. You always mention other podcasts that you listen to, and uh, I gave an episode of the B-Movie cast with Vince Rotolo a shot. They were talking about 4D man. And I got to say, I was really, really disappointed because Vince didn't seem to know anything. Um, yeah, it was like his movie knowledge just ended in 1980. They were talking about remakes and stuff and he had no clue, but he's got really, really good, uh, co-hosts. So that was good. And I would say, while that episode wasn't my favorite, I'm going to stick with it. Um, the other one I want to thank you for recommending all the time is Cadaver Lab. They have introduced me to a lot of new movies. I'm going to be going through a horror movie uh, phase here for a while. But uh, total sidetrack there. Let's get back to talking about Bitch Slap. Here's the recipe. You've got explosions. You've got girls showing all kinds of cleavage. That's the recipe. Uh, <laughs> as you watch the movie – 
you can tell that they did it for as cheaply as possible. The reason you can tell is because they film it all in the desert. There are no costs to go out into the middle of the desert and shoot during the day. It's like, hey, check it out. Lighting is done. Um, I'm not going to fault them for it. They actually said in the making of that they did it as cheaply as possible. The plot, pretty weak. Um, if you can't figure out real early on uh, what the, the big plot twist is, I can't help you. Uh, I thought it was telegraphed like a punch, but it uh, doesn't matter because that's not the point. The point is to sit back and watch it. I'm going to go ahead and say that despite that, um, if they would have replaced one actress, this could have been just as good a movie as anything released in the Grindhouse double feature by Quentin Tarantino. Um, they really did have a lot of really talented people working on this. The only shortcoming is a character named Camaro. Uh, the actress that played that is America Olivo or Olivia. I don't know. Um, she's just not good. And she's not good as in, well, it's a B movie. You can kind of tell that like, she's just a bad actress. She's not any good at what she's doing. Um, the best way I can describe that is I'm probably going to call in a review about strange days later in strange days. There's a scene where Juliette Lewis is yelling at Ralph Fiennes and you believe that it's her character acting like an emotional retard and not her not knowing how to act. Whereas here, the character of Camaro in Bitch Slap, you can tell the actress just can't portray what she's trying to. Um, having, But that's the only weak part in the movie. The lighting is good. The effects are good. The editing is good. The props are total garbage, but they're supposed to be. It's a B movie. It's campy. It's fun. They're, the people behind this did a really good job. I hate to say this, but uh, this is one that I'm going to buy. And I'm going to buy it because going behind the scenes, the making of is fascinating, where it's it's actually more interesting to me than the movie. And I think it's longer than the movie. But uh, <laughs> you've got Kevin Sorbo from uh, The Adventures of Hercules. You've got Lucy Lawless from Xena Warrior Princess, you know, doing cameo appearances. Um, but the production crew, it shot on a shoestring budget doesn't matter. It's good. When the only thing I can fault is a single actress uh, trying to play a psychotic, but really just spazzing out, um, <laughs> it's a fun movie. The props look like crap, but you kind of don't care. Uh, the writing of what the, the description of a certain machine gun at some point, it's totally ridiculous, but it's so fun that you instantly forgive it because you know it's not trying to be a serious movie. Um, this is one that I hope doesn't get overlooked as a cheap uh, knockoff because, I mean, even the name, the movie Sucker Punch versus the name Bitch Slap. It almost sounds like that studio that when Transformers comes out, they release Transmorphers or The Day the Earth Stood Still. They did The Day the Earth Stopped. Uh, there was another one in that line where they, they do box art that could almost be confused in a name that's kind of similar. 
Um, Bitch Lab is nothing like that. The story is nothing like that. And this is one that deserves to stand on its own. It's a B-movie on purpose. Uh, the only problem is one actress. And aside from that, it's a whole lot of fun. Now, it is an exploitation movie. Um, that means very intentionally rough language, sometimes almost comical uh, with the the insults that get hurled at, at people. Uh, and quite frankly, nothing you're going to want to show your girlfriend unless she's into looking at lots of really good-looking TNA. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually have to give this one thumbs up. If you want to stream it because you don't want to buy it, I understand. But if you can take what I'm saying about it in good faith and say, hey, let's watch this. Eric said the plot's not any good, but just look at how the movie's made and whatnot. And if you think it's worth it at all, um, this is one where I want to help the producers. They deserve my money for that because they entertained me. The making of is absolutely fascinating, and I really respect them trying to do something that they own the property on rather than a studio system. So uh, surprising and not expected at all. Big thumbs up for Bitch Slap. I'm going to go buy it. Hope that uh, entertains you guys. We'll talk to you again later. All right. Well, Eric, I'm afraid i got to disagree with you on the movie thing. However, before we jump in there, I'm glad you're giving B-MovieCast a shot, and uh, I'm glad you like uh, Cadaver Lab. There's, uh, there's a, uh, both some good podcasts that I really like. Cadaver Lab, of course, deals mainly in horror. Um, B-Movie does a lot more branching out. Uh, I still like them. Both of them give you lots of different titles that you may not... Uh, hear about some of them you still got to kind of hunt and peck for that type of thing but uh, i still enjoy both of them and i uh, recommend both of them hopefully you'll uh you'll keep giving b movie cast a shot and uh, uh maybe you haven't given up on those guys so i really like vince and uh, mary and nick over there so anyway oh boy let's talk about bitch slap Ooh, what a turd this thing was um first of all i do uh, you hear that plane? See, that's some of the uh, the wonderfulness of recording outside. So, we'll kind of hem-haw a little bit until this thing gets a little distance from us. Okay, anyway. I thought this thing was terrible. Just a terrible movie. And I, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth or speak for you, but I think maybe because you got to see some of the behind-the-scenes things. And I've... I found this to be true is sometimes when you see some of the behind the scenes stuff that goes on and you kind of get to know the filmmakers and you kind of get to see what they were wanting to do it's it can give you maybe a little bit more forgiveness or more of an appreciation for what they were trying to do I saw this thing on Netflix I did not have that uh that soothing balm uh I like I said I thought as as far as how the movie looked, it was really good. I mean, it looked good. It, it what When I first saw it, I thought, oh, I wonder if this guy has done music videos. Because that's what the thing sort of seemed to me was kind of an extended music video. Um, the plot was pretty much non-existent. Like you said, you can pretty much determine what's going to happen very, very soon. The acting was terrible. Uh, I thought that all the the girls that were acting in there were bad. Um, 
and I, but I I will agree with you on the Camaro character. Terrible. I think she was so terrible by comparison. She made the other people in there look pretty good. Uh, but again, like I said, I thought all of them were kind of crummy. Uh, as far as it being an uh, an exploitation movie, uh, I kind of have to disagree with you on that. It may have had a little, you know, some violence in there, and it may have had, you know, some of the harsh language, and you could say it was a little bit exploitive on, you know, how they focused on the cleavage and the butts, and you're, you know, you're just basically looking at them. But much more from a, uh, almost like a chauvinistic thing than a misogynistic. Um, you know, if if you go back and you look at some of the movies from the 70s, there's a bunch of them that are that are what you would really consider to be exploitation, uh, especially if you look at things like I Spit on Your Grave. Um, if you look at some of the oh, the, like even some of the black exploitation things, although you know a lot of the stuff that like Pam Greer was in, um, although some of those are actually still pretty good, um, but they do have a lot of very ex- exploitive elements to them. There's a lot of stuff that a lot of people aren't aware of, which is a lot of the Australian cinema that was very exploitive. Uh, so, you know, they're just showing nudity just to show nudity. They show violence for the sake of violence so it doesn't progress the story. Um, or it's done just for, you know, the pure shock value of it uh, is what I tend to think of when I'm, when I'm looking at exploitation or things that I kind of deem or view as exploitation movies. And I thought that this one didn't really have this. I thought this one was a a watered down version uh, that somebody could sell to a you know a PG thirteen crowd, and this would kind of be their version of of a little bit of exploitation. Um, I, I I lost interest in this thing after about fifteen twenty minutes. Ended up fast forwarding through a bunch of it. it. Would jump kind of back in into the story here and there. Just kind of fast forwarded again. Didn't feel that I lost anything. Um, probably this thing actually may have been a little better had it been shorter. Uh, but for me, it's one that I say pass on. I know you say, you know, go out, give it a shot, maybe even buy it. Um, and since we're of such differing opinions on this thing, my recommendation would be for people to go and see it and watch parts of it and see if you actually like it and see what you think. And then uh, call in and... Uh, let me know. Hey, you guys hear this airplane going over? I'm sure these guys are at the park. And it's, it's a little uh, like Cessna prop plane that's going over. And it says, Liz, will you marry me? Love, Randy. <laughs> Pretty cool. Anyway, uh, let's see. Let's talk about some of uh, things that I've been watching lately and some recommendations I may have for you guys. I'm trying to think what some stuff... Oh, you know, we've been watching a show uh, called Damages. And we really liked the first season. That's You can stream that again through Netflix. So we really liked that. I'd recommend that. You know, on some of these things, yeah, they're, for, they're for, made for cable. And I think this one was made for FX. But I think the, the language that they're using... And I never saw it on FX, so I don't know. But I know that I we've just also started watching Breaking Bad, which I like a lot. But on that one, I had got the uh, I think I got the DVDs from the library, 
and in the first episode there's some pretty harsh language and there's also some nudity and I know that Breaking Bad was on uh, what is it AMC and I know they're not going to show any nudity on there um, so I think that sometimes for the DVD releases or maybe for the streaming stuff the language may be a little harsher they may uh, kind of like they used to do with some of the old B movies that came out of Spain and, and uh, England they would shoot two sets of things where they would have uh, one scene where the person, the you know, the girl was topless or nude, and they would have another scene where she was wearing, you know, something kind of filmy that covered everything up. So, I think that may be the same thing here. But I'd recommend both those shows. Um, haven't got into Breaking Bad as far as we've got into Damages, but like them both so far. I really like Breaking Bad and what I've seen. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, Damages, I don't know if it's going to hold up. Uh, and go kind of go to the distance. Um, we also finished uh, Dexter. We finished season five of that. And we actually, that's one that, you know, on Netflix they had on streaming. But they lost that. And uh, I still kept the DVD, so we were able to get the DVDs and kind of finish that stuff off. So I still like Dexter quite a bit. So if you're not watching that, um, I'd recommend you check that out. Uh, let's see, different podcasts. Eric had mentioned uh, both Cadaver Lab and B-MovieCast, which I had talked about briefly before. Both really good, really enjoy them. If you like uh, a lot of horror stuff, give Cadaver Lab a, a, a listen. If you like a lot of the um, oh, the older movies uh, and some of the exploitation and biker things, they, they talk about a lot of different things over at B-MovieCast. Give them a shot. Uh, let's see. Are there any books I've been reading lately? Not too much. I've been. I was. I was reading, doing uh, quite a bit of reading for a while, and I've kind of backed off of that. I need to get back into it again. Start reading again. Start doing some more uh, uh, things, just both fiction and also, um, you know, things where I can kind of expand my mind and learn a little bit more. Uh, let's see. I think, like I said, that's maybe going to kind of wrap it up for the day. All right, monkeys, this is old Uncle Silverback signing off from the park. Take care, and I'll talk to you next time. Just pick it back if I were to come along. Take a hit from the bomb. Put the blind down just for a second. Don't get me wrong, you know it's not a new method in hell. I just got an ounce in the mail I like a blunt or a big fat comb I'm a double barrel bong is getting me stoned Don't spill it, water inside Don't spill it, it smells like shit on the carpet Still goes down smooth when I get a clean head Of a scrum, keep on, can smell the green shit Sing my song, I puff all night long As I take hits from the bong Hits from the bong You know we're gonna get high Hits from the bong You know we're gonna get high Hits from the bong You know we're gonna get high Hits from the bong, you know we're gonna get high We'll just smoke that bowl, hit the bong And then take that finger off of that hole Plug it, unplug it, don't strain I love you Mary Jane, you know she never complains When I hit Mary with that flame, you know I light up the chariot She's so good to me when I pack a fresh bowl And I clean the screen, well don't get me stirred If the smoke, if the bubbles and water's making it pure So I got to take my hit and hold it Just like Chong, I get the bowl And I reload it, give my full quarter and I bring it on As I take hits from the bong Hits from the bong, you know we're gonna get high. Hits from the bong, you know we're gonna get high. Hits from the bong, you know we're gonna get high. Hits from the bong, you know we're gonna get high.
know we're gonna get high Cypress Hill hits from the bottom Thanks for watching This guy's got a monkey scrotum And he's bragging about it Houdini